Elevation Worship with Glory Is Yours on your Victory 91.5. This is Keith going into our last segment with Ray Haynes. It has been an honor. It's been a privilege to be able to listen in on just everything that you prepared. And we just hope here at Victory 91.5 that you're being empowered by this. This is something that that we're not only gaining in knowledge, but we're gaining in wisdom too, to be able to go out and teach others about Passover, teach others about what Christ has done for us in our lives. Amen. Our prayer is always that you would encounter, that you would know him. This this God who has redeemed you over six thousand years, not just two thousand years ago, mm. but he has been working on this for six thousand years. That's how long he's been in love with you. So mm. uh we come to this last part of the Passover Seder, and it is the actual eating of the Afikoman, that mm. part of it, since uh the meal can't be completed without eating the Afikoman. It's broken, you know, it's hidden, you find it, and the one who receives it gets a a, a great prize. So let's look at that little piece of bread. The the bread itself reminds us of Jesus, the rabbis have very rigid codes as to what matzah can look like. It has to have stripes, be pierced, and without leaven. Mm. What does that sound like to you? <laughs> Didn't ever figure that one out, they haven't, but one day they will. So, uh, Jesus was afflicted, striped, pierced, and without sin. Isaiah 53, 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So all of those elements are in matzah, and it just draws your attention immediately to go, it's Jesus. Uh, sailors would often save some of the Afikoman to keep with them because it was believed to calm the sea. As it happens, this was one of the miracles that Jesus did to help end the disciples' unbelief. Obviously, many of them were fishermen, probably had a little bit of Afikoman in their pocket, a little, little purse there. And they went, hey, wait, I know this. I recognize this. So it was during the eating of the Afikoman and the blessing of it that the Bible tells us Jesus, the same night which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. So the disciples were the first to ever hear what that piece of bread meant. People had gone through that Passover Seder for years and years and years and years, and it was just a piece of bread. Mm -hmm. And he said, let me explain this particular piece to you. This is me. Uh, The apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. In Jerusalem at Passover time, Jews got ceremonial clean. They fixed up the roads and whitewashed the tombs to prevent travelers from seeking shelter in a cave, which is really a tomb, because coming in contact with a dead body would make people ceremonially unclean. So after the eating of the Afikoma, no other food may be eaten for the rest of the night other than the last two cups of wine at the Seder. You can have coffee or tea or water, something like this. This is tradition. So that the taste of the matzah that was eaten during the meal remains in your mouth. You want to keep the taste of Jesus. Jewish law prescribes that an olive-sized piece of matzah be eaten to commemorate the lamb whose meat was eaten at the very first of the Seder meal in the days in the temple stood. But of course, as Christian, we can eat lamb now. So there's two more cups. The third cup is the cup of redemption, uh, the cup of blessing. With this cup, Israel remembers their deliverance from slavery and the redemption from the plague of death by the blood of the first Passover lamb. This corresponds to the verse, I will redeem you. So if the Afikoman was his body, obviously the third cup is his blood. And so as he explains this part of the Passover service to them, uh, 
In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So it is a new covenant. That particular cup, that particular bread, he says, Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So that's why you don't want to neglect the Passover at all. Mm -hmm. You, You lose too much. The fourth cup is the cup of praise and the cup of restoration. It goes to the verse, I will take you to be my people. And at this time of the Last Supper, the word says, when they had sung a hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives, and he said, you will all fall away. For it's written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I've risen, I'll go ahead of you into Galilee. And to some degree, they held on to their promise and got all scattered and confused. There is um, a fifth cup, if you will, that you don't drink. It's called the Silent Cup, the Cup of Elijah. There's a special table, the tab- uh, place at the table that's set for Elijah. And uh, you look at this a couple of different ways, but John 19 says this, Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that Scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I'm thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, and so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it up to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So since Jesus left Passover after the fourth cup, this is as close as he ever gets to the fifth cup as he heads to the grave. But Elijah is one of the few people that didn't die. He was taken by God to heaven. So we similarly await the possibility of rapture. You literally go and open the door at the end of your Passover Seder. And because of the verse, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. And you recall what Jesus said about John the Baptist. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you're willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. He was ears, let him hear. So you go and do this as part of the Passover Seder because we actually know who he is. They're still waiting for him. They're still waiting for the Messiah and John the Baptist. We, of course, get to enjoy him. Uh, interestingly enough, John the Baptist would have been born around Passover. Mm. His father, Zechariah, was a priest of the division of Abijah, which would have placed him in the temple through the 10th week due to the, the Feast of Weeks. So when he would have spoken with the angel... He would have remained away from his wife for an additional two weeks due to the laws of separation. Then he went home, and uh, of course, to have the birth of John the Baptist at the time of the Passover. So Jesus would have been born six months later during the fall feasts. And um, so it's, it's a way you can track time there, too. So if you wonder when Jesus was actually born, you can track it from John the Baptist. So the customary uh, ending of every Seder is uh, next year in Jerusalem. And... Oftentimes, we also just pray that blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord deal kindly and graciously with you. And may the Lord bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. And with that, we uh, conclude this journey back to invite you. Tonight, Passover begins. Whether you celebrate tonight, whether you celebrate tomorrow, or on Friday, or on the weekend, uh, as we get ready for Good Friday and our Easter celebration. I will be back on Friday morning briefly, and we'll celebrate the Feast of First Fruits was Resurrection Day, which is on Saturday night to Sunday this week. So um, we'll share a little bit about that. A much shorter teaching, just probably five, four, five, six breaks to uh, do that on Friday. Awesome. Which will introduce you to some very profound things. Awesome, awesome, awesome always great to have you in. Thanks again, Ray, for all of that great teaching. If you've missed any of them, make sure you go to our Victory Facebook page. And we are going right into Dr. Mark Rutland today. So thank you to our underwriter, Free Chapel, for making Dr. Mark Rutland possible today.